Welcome to Swimming in the Deep. I'm Josh. And I'm Dan. Our desire is to encourage and equip you to dive deep into knowing the riches of who God is so that you are driven to share the gospel, serve the community, and make disciples. Today we are going to talk a little bit about prayer. Um, and, and so as we do that, let's, we'll start off, and, and Dan, I'll just ask you these couple of questions as we get started. Uh, what is prayer, and why do we pray? Yeah, Josh, so as I was thinking about this and thinking about uh, talking to this topic, uh, I looked up a, and found a good definition from the Gospel Coalition. Uh, it says, prayer is the act of asking God to do what he has already promised to do, which is modeled throughout the Bible by the patriarchs, the prophets, Jesus, and the apostles. And I, I feel that's just such a good uh, definition, uh, mainly because of the first part where it just says it's the act of asking God to do what he's already promised to do. And so I, I think that's just what we need to remember is that we're talking, we're fellowshiping the Lord, we're talking with him, we're uh, having this commune, uh, communion with him where we're just talking about what he's promised to do through his word. And, and so then we think about the, the question and then of, of why do we pray? And there's there's five things that we can look at. Um, first, you know, it's just when you th- look through Scripture, the, the most important reason of why we pray is because God calls us to pray. It, it brings Him glory, and it is good for, for us. It's for our good. Uh, second, it, it's a way that God allows us as His creation to stay involved with Him as we fellowship with the Lord. There's a, a, a good um, quote I have uh, about this, it says, God invites us through the gospel to participate in the life of the Trinity through union with Christ, which entails asking God the Father to do specific things for us on the basis of the fact that we now participate in Jesus's sonship by adoption through faith, which is brought about by the power of the Spirit, which, which with its repeated commands to ask. And so I just think there's that idea there of why we pray is that we pray because we fellowship with the Lord. It's a fellowship with the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So not only does God call us to pray in Scripture, but it's a, it's a time to fellowship with Him, which then leads to number three is that you know God promises to hear our prayers. It's just the amazing thing of, of knowing that there's a God who hears us, who listens to our prayers, who says that um, He is that good Father that does listen to our prayers, and, and He answers according to His will. Um, and then, then fourth, we, we see that God is powerful and he works through prayer. Um, and so we believe in the power of God through prayer. And, and we'll look at more of this in a future podcast, this idea of, of how God really does work through prayer. But we know that today we're talking about why do we pray? We pray because we know God is powerful and he does promise to work through our prayers. It's, prayers is a, is a means to an end of what God has already said he would do. Um, and so we know that God is, is powerful. He works through through prayer. Um, and, and then what we're going to spend the majority of our time talking about today is, is really simply we pray because Jesus prayed. You know, we see this, that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he went to the cross for us. And we see his heart and his passion as he prayed. We, we see that Jesus taught us how to pray in Matthew chapter 6. Um, and, and then Really, what we looked at this past Sunday, Pastor Josh, and your sermon was John 17 and, and Jesus's prayer. And, and that's where we're going to focus a lot of the rest of our time today as we think about why do we pray. Not only does God call us to pray and the fact that we fellowship with the Trinity, and not only does God promise to answer our prayers, and not only then does do we believe that God works through prayer, but we see in John 17, 
Jesus's amazing high priestly prayer. So Josh, I want to hand it over to you and, and just allow you to spend some time talking about, you know, what are some things from the sermon you didn't get to cover uh, that you wanted to, as you looked all through John chapter 17 and um, specifically, as you think about the, the different parts of, of John 17, you know, where Jesus prays for himself, he prays for his disciples and he then prays for us. And so just what a good model of prayer. So Josh, what are some things that, that we learn about why we pray um, from John 17? Um, there's so much, um, that I didn't get to cover. Uh, and there's so much that I didn't even, um, get to look at myself as I was studying for this. But, but one of the, just even, even at, at its simple point of Jesus praying that, that enough should be a model for us to see that, that Jesus second person of the Trinity in, during his earthly ministry prayed to the father. Um, so, so in the midst of our lives, um, as Christians, why, why would we not pray? Um, and, and this, this prayer for himself, um, one of the, the things that, that really, um, jumps out, I didn't, I didn't get to spend a, a whole lot of time on this is, um, is when, when Jesus talks about God glorify your son. Uh, he says, father, the hour has come glorify your son that the son may glorify you. And, and this idea, um, and, and the differences between glorifying the son and the glory that God is receiving from the son being glorified. Uh, and, and that glory, I, I did talk about the glory being the cross and the, mm-hmm. the hour that had come and, and how God is glorified through the cross. Um, and he's, he's faithful and his word is true, but, but for us as believers, there, there really is because we are on this side of the cross, this side of the resurrection for us as, as believers, we really can pray for ourselves that, that in the midst of that there would be this blessing that that we receive mm-hmm. from God, but all of that is so that we can do exactly what what Jesus is doing here with the cross is is that God is being made known and being glorified in our life and our action, um, how we are revealing Himself, our, how we're revealing God, mm-hmm. and how God has changed our heart um, and that God is glorified in that faithfulness to his word and, and the grace that he gives and the promise that, that we've looked at in, in the past at, at things. But, but it, we see in Jeremiah that God, the promise that is there is, is that the old covenant wasn't bad, but because of man's heart, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't anything against the old covenant. It was against the sinfulness of man's heart. And so God's promise there is, is that he's going to give a new heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and really our prayer there as we're praying for ourselves, is, is that new heart is revealed in our life and that God is glorified because of that new heart, because our desires have changed our wants, our love, the passion that we have isn't for ourselves anymore, but it's for God's glory. Um, yeah. So, which is amazing when you think about that's that model for prayer is just that model, that idea of not our will, but your will be done. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
So yeah, so there is one verse. Uh, and, <laughs> and John, you know, seven, you know like John seven three, John seventeen three. That's what Jesus says. He says, "This is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent." So you know that's just a, a another model of Jesus praying there, and what he's actually praying about. You know, like you said in your sermon, the idea of the fact that we are we we can know who God is, and Jesus makes him known, and that is eternal life. Um. So yeah, powerful stuff, man. Yeah, it's I. I was blown away as I studied for this, um, and continuing to study for it of of everything that that is in here, um, and and that knowing God is um, as you have mentioned in a sermon in the past. It it is a it's not a I have information that mm-hmm. God exists but it's, I know God and we can look throughout scripture and here in John 17, in, in Matthew six, when we look at Jesus praying in the garden, when we look back at the Psalms and we see, um, a prayer that, that people, when they are, when they're praying and they're talking to God, we see where their heart reveals their knowledge of not, not just a, uh, academic knowledge of who God is, mm-hmm but a relationship knowledge of who God is as they pour out their heart and acknowledge who God is and mm-hmm. the character of God. And we see that yep. here. Yes. Um, and Jesus examples that really well for us here um, in this high priestly prayer. Uh, and we see that guide in Matthew 6 as we adore who God is in um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, and just already acknowledging who God is in that relationship as we, as we, as we talk with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, there's so much that we get to learn from Jesus in this prayer. Um, as well as, you know, if we, if we continue to go down, um, and look at how Jesus is praying for the current disciples, mm-hmm. um, and there's this specific group. I mentioned this, um, Sinclair Ferguson mentions this in um, a lecture series of his, but but there's in this high priestly prayer we have Jesus praying for himself, and we have Jesus then praying for those that are closest to him. Yeah. Um, and and so for us, you know, that could be us praying for our church, or even more intimately, just our own very family, um, and praying so our our biological family and our church family. That's that's who we're praying for here as Jesus examples him praying for the disciples that he has, knowing that they're different yeah, and they're set apart from the world. Yeah. Um, that, that the world hated them or the world hated Jesus. And because they are in unity with Jesus, the world is going to hate the church. Yeah. And, and like in verse 15, he's, Jesus says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one, which then of course connects back to the prayer Jesus offers in, in Matthew chapter six, but just that fact that that's what Jesus is praying for his close disciples. And so we can take that model, like you're saying, and we can pray that for our loved ones, you know, our family, our church, you know, because it'd be very easy for us to pray, Lord, just protect them all the time. You know, just, just don't let any harm come to them, which that's our, that's our heart. That's what we want for our family. Right. But, but it's it's Jesus saying that that ultimately what we're praying, what he prayed for his disciples, what we should pray is that as our family is in this world, as our church is in this world, Lord, we pray don't take them out of it, 
you know, put them where you want them, but, but keep them from, from the evil one, keep them from what Satan can do to harm them. And, uh, I think that's, that's powerful what Jesus is, is praying there. Very much. I mean, like you said, it, it, it is that the wisdom that, that Jesus displays here that we should see that mm-hmm. as the world is going to hate us, there's going to be attacks and persecution. And Jesus is, it's, it's kind of that, um, and I, and I talked about this a little bit with those, um, the, the isolation and us just, uh, where Christians sometimes just hide in the Christian bubble and they mm-hmm. do not engage in the world. And the only time that, that they interact with the world is probably when they go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and so that's, that's when they're out of their Christian bubble, but they're so uncomfortable because of being in the world. And yet that's not, that's not Jesus's words or prayer here at all. It's, yeah. it's that I know they're going to be in the world. They need to be in the world. Yes. Um, because when we move to the next section where Jesus is praying for those who have not heard yet, um, how, how do they hear? How do they know who Jesus is? Well, it's because of the testimony of mm-hmm. the disciples that he had just prayed for, or for us. Yes. It's because as we're praying for our Crosspoint family that we that we are a part of, we know that the grocery store clerk or the waiter or our neighbor, the way that they're going to come to Christ is because of the testimony of mm-hmm. cross point family. Yes. I mean, if you know, we can see in Romans, if, if they don't hear, mm-hmm. then how are they going to respond? Yes. And if there's not preaching, how are they going to hear? Mm-hmm. And so that testimony, um, while we know that, that God is sovereign and God calls those that, before before the foundations got new and and all of this all of those other things that we can talk about in other podcasts mm-hmm. for sake of time but but we still have the proclamation of the gospel happening and as Jesus makes this here that it is the testimony of others that God uses mm-hmm. for them to believe so we're praying that there's going to be that boldness in the midst of a world hating Christians or a world hating Jesus and because mm-hmm. we're unified with him that we're going to experience that that Jesus is praying yeah for our endurance our perseverance our strength the boldness and faithfulness to proclaiming who Jesus is because we know God and because the testimony of others and their heart of making God known that should be our very same heart yes. just as it is of Jesus yeah because you know I mentioned this just briefly about why we pray is because God promises to work through our prayers while we don't completely understand all that. Cause we know God's sovereignty is in play, but Jesus here is saying that the testimony of, of believers, like you said, will be what helps others to see who Christ is. And so when we think about evangelism, you know, we know that God is sovereign over salvation, but like you said, the means is that we share the gospel. The end is salvation of those who hear it and respond to it. So the same thing in prayer. God has a plan. He promises to work through prayer. The means is the prayer. And so we are praying for our church when they go out into the community. We're praying that they would be the light of the gospel. You know, And that's what Jesus is praying here, that for us, he prays for us to hear the gospel, that we would respond, and then we'd be unified. And so you see all these amazing things, what Jesus is saying here as he's talking about prayer and, and and that's one of the things you brought up on Sunday was this, was the, the truth of what Jesus prays 
for the church to be unified and not for uniformity. So I know we don't have a ton of time, but quickly, you know, help us understand. Cause I think that's such a good point that when we think about unity, we're not praying for uniformity. We're not praying for this like same cookie cutter. You know, we're not praying for all of us to be squares or all of us to be circles. <laughs> you know, we're all of us to be the same piano. We're, we're, we're different. God has shaped us differently. You know, we all have different gifts. And so I think that was such a good thing that you brought out this idea that Jesus prays for the church to be unified, not for uniformity. So quickly help us understand that. <laughs> quickly. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that's um, where you do the, the little cha-ching. Or <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> little drums. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I use the, the, one of the illustrations that I used in, in my sermon came from A.W. Tozer and, and in short, the illustration was if you have a hundred pianos, the, the hundred pianos are tuned to the same fork. The pianos are not tuned to each other. Mm-hmm. Now, while they are not tuned to each other because they are tuned to that one fork, all of those 100 pianos are in tune with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make it simple, in this illustration, Jesus is the fork, mm-hmm. and Christians are the piano. And so if our eyes are turned to Jesus, and we are looking at our life being like Jesus, being unified with Jesus, then we can have 100 Christians or 100 pianos. And these pianos, aren't they can be tons of different types of pianos, yes. but they're all tuned to the same fork. Yes. And so the diversity that is present yep. in the church is a good thing, is a good and biblical thing mm-hmm. um, that we are not in the term of uniformity. We're not robots from an assembly line where we all look the same. We act the same. We say the same things. Our, our programming is 100% the same. So when somebody says something, there is no response to it because we all completely agree 100%. That's uniformity, and there is no diversity there. Yes. Um, and so, so this, this unity um, uh, just allows for uh, those, those ideas and the way that God has made us unique mm-hmm. um, to, to be on display. It's like man is a... Man is unique from all other creation, yep. and even in the midst of that, each person is created uniquely. Yes. And so if we, if we are a church of unity, then that diversity, that uniqueness should be on display. Um, yeah. And, and it's the, it's, you, you mentioned this in the sermon. It's just the, the Trinity is unified. There's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're unified, but they're not all this, you know, the Father's not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's not the Father, <laughs> but they're all unified perfectly. And that's our that's our measurement. That's what we should be striving for, is that unity that the, that the Trinity has. And, and we could talk about this for, <laughs> for another 20 minutes, just of how that all works with application in the church of how we can have an understanding of, of different ways of how things work different gifts, different abilities, but they all fall under scripture. And we've got to make sure we come under scripture, but that's what Jesus, Jesus is praying for that unity in the church, not that uniformity, but that, you know, I thought that was such a good point. That's, that's another model for us to pray is that we are praying. We believe and we, we trust God's promise 
that we, when we pray for unity, he's going to make that happen. It might be hard. There can be some tough times you might go through as a church to bring that unity out, but, but he promises that, that, that unity because Jesus prays for it here. And so I think that's just such a good thing to, to pray about. So we're, we're running out of time, brother, but, but one of the things, and I know, you know, as you preach through all of John 17 and Martin Lloyd Jones took two years to preach through John 17, <laughs> and you did one Sunday of it. You did such a good job. There's so much more we can talk about, but, but one of the purposes of our podcast is to think now of, of how knowing these things about God, knowing that God calls us to pray, he promises to work through our prayers. He promises that, that he will answer prayer and seeing that we pray because now Jesus has prayed. How does that drive us to share the gospel, love our community and make disciples? What's, what's one way that, that, that shapes us in that way? Um, you know, I think, and this might sound somewhat simple, but, but it really isn't. It's simple to say, but it's hard to carry out. And I think in this case, think about how we look at John 17 and we see where Jesus prays for himself, Jesus prays for his disciples, and then Jesus prays for those who have not heard yet. Mm-hmm. And even in that, so as we pray and we know that God's call, his plan, our mission is to go and make disciples. It is to share the gospel. So as we pray for ourselves to have a boldness and we pray for ourselves that, that God would be glorified because of the work that God has done in our life, and that as we have made his name known, that we pray for the church, um, mm-hmm. for us, Crosspoint, in our local community, but also we're praying for the global church. We're praying for missionaries all across the globe um, who fit in this group as well. Mm-hmm. We may not know them um, as we eat dinner with them, but we do know we do know them in us being unified with Christ. But then we simply have to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think back when I, when I talk about prayer and I think about what the next step is, I always think back to when, when David prays that God would give wisdom and he's, he's on the verge of this like losing of the kingdom and, and he's looking for wisdom and, and he knows that, that God is in control, but he prays that God would, um, handle this situation, but he doesn't stop there. David carries out action as God has given him wisdom to do so, but but David acts as well. Yeah. So 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 while we pray for God's will, knowing that God's will is what's going to be done, God also uh, part of that aspect is for us to act on it. Yep. Actually um, pray. Yeah. You know. So so while prayer is is one of those things that that God uses to carry out His will us being active Christians yes. is also what God uses, yep. you know, when we, when we speak and we share the gospel. And, and so for us, it really is simply just to do. So when we go out, we do share the gospel. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm okay with the lifestyle, lifestyle evangelism to a point, but you have to verbalize this mm-hmm. is who Jesus is yep. and not just, live a life like Christ, but proclaim that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was just quickly going to say, hopefully this just reminds our people that there is a powerful God who works through prayer. You know, there is power in prayer, but the idea there is that God is powerful as he works through prayer. And so I would just tell people 
don't give up praying. You know, pray for your family, pray for your community, pray for those that you want to see come to Christ. God is using your prayers as a means to an end. And we'll talk about that more in a future podcast, but just the fact of when we see these reasons of why we pray, especially looking today at the fact that Jesus prayed. If Jesus can pray, and Jesus did pray, and we see what he prayed here in John 17, to just give us that that boldness and that, that excitement to pray, and then trusting that God will do what he wants with that. So it's been a good podcast, man. Next time, next week, we're going to look at the resurrection and uh, how we know the resurrection is true. So we're excited about what God's going to do through that as well. Thanks for joining us on Swimming in the Deep. To learn more about this podcast or Crosspoint Church, visit us at crosspointrichmond.com. 